When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Eddie, are you ready to do it with me? I believe so, yes. You know what I'm talking about? No. What? S-E-C. 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 It just rolls off. I I completely get why people love the best conference in the country. It just makes it. It just feels right. Well, it just means more. News team. Assemble. And bigger than ever, it's the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Now, here's the entire Soonerscoop crew, Carrie, Josh, Eddie, and Bob. All right, it is not the entire Scoop crew. It is just Eddie Radosevich and myself, Carrie Murdoch, here for a special podcast. Just to kind of, I know uh, it has gotten out of control, the emergency pod requests. Uh, it is just... Look, every time that uh, Spencer Rattler takes a dump, we can't do an emergency pod. But I would like to every time he took a stool. <laughs> I'd like to stool sample is what I would like. Uh, but we understand. You want us to come on and talk about uh, everything that's been going on since Wednesday. Uh, and just to go backwards before we go forward. Well, let's just say, let's start here. OU is going to become a member of the Southeastern Conference. It is going to happen. You could say that a hundred times and like put me like down on a bed and do like the Chinese torture or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I still don't think it would like, I would be able to wrap my brain around. Are you talking about water torture? Yes, or whatever you want to call it. Like I, the last... Like Guantanamo Bay torture, I think. The last was. two days feels like it's been two and a half months. Uh, like in the making almost. I've been on the phone a lot. I, I Thank still, God I got a new iPhone because I didn't have to charge it constantly. I still don't think that I have wrapped my head around what's happening. And I feel like a little bitch in saying this. I'm kind of sad. Like the No, I, I feel that <laughs> with you. I mean, like Is I it mean, melancholy? Look, is that the right word? What Oklahoma and Texas did is completely savage. <laughs> I mean, complete I mean, it is a fuck you to everyone. And they just don't give a shit. On, I mean, a, on a micro level, it is f***ed up. On a macro level, when you look at the bigger picture, and we'll get into that, I think it makes a lot of sense. And the fact is, look, the people that got the most screwed over are Oklahoma State, Iowa State, uh, basically Baylor. I mean, ba- Baylor and TCU probably the most f***ed because... Uh, I didn't even, I'd heard this throughout it. I didn't know that it was a real, I figured we, the world can't be that woke. Like, it, it can't be so woke that the Pac-12 would refuse to have an affiliation with religious, with colleges that are religious-based. Sure. But it's actually true. Which is kind of crazy to begin with, but. I mean. You would think that they'd be I think Jesus open. would be welcome anywhere. Well, Jesus only cares about the SEC, so. I think we can say that now. 
Vanderbilt's not a religious. It has to be a religious private uh, school, doesn't it? It's a private school. I don't think it has any religious affiliation, though. Okay. I don't know. I really don't. I mean, Liberty does, but that's not in Nashville necessarily. I just know all the rich girls from my high school went to Vanderbilt. I'm I'm looking forward to uh, staying with the Followells when we go out there. I think you've been invited by Nathan. You can stay with Nathan. I I told him I'm going to bring a karaoke machine. We'll stay up all night. Watch a bunch of VHS movies. You You guys have similar interests that you can partake in together. Sure. Uh, Anyway, uh, so... The OU in Texas, and we're finding out more and more. And I'll say this: still have not heard back from Joe Castiglione. Uh, hasn't stopped me from sending him questions and and texts and messages. Uh, and I told him, I said, "Don't be offended. I'm not going to be offended that you're not talking to me, but don't be offended that I keep sending you things." Um, and one thing I sent him recently was, "I'm going to just keep sending text messages. You don't have to answer." Yeah. Is basically. <laughs> Just, it's kind of like here's an outline of all the things that I would like to talk to you about when you're when you're willing to talk. Um, so, I I have talked to someone in the administration today, uh, and it was regarding Bedlam and what's going to happen there, because, boy, that's a brain bleep right there. I mean, to think about not having Bedlam, but but let's let's we're getting too far ahead of ourselves. Let's sure. go back. And here's the headline. Oklahoma and Texas are splitting off from the Big 12 and joining the SEC. Now, the number one question everybody has today is how soon can this happen? Uh, It will happen. The part of, you know, alerting the Big 12 that they're not going to renew after 2025 will happen next week. Mm -hmm. And I would say next week, there's a pretty good chance that the SEC will officially accept you know, their inclusion into the SEC. And that was kind of, you know, that was my day yesterday. Uh, Just checking around to see, okay, how real is this? You know, what kind of roadblocks might there be? Because first off, A&M comes out and they try and sabotage the whole thing. And I want to say this, Chris Del Conte, you're a stud. We, We know that Joe C's a stud, but for Chris Del Conte... To not blurt this stuff out to the big money boosters that would just go out and tell everyone. I mean, it's unbelievable that this this was kept under wraps for you know. I, I it's it's becoming pretty obvious that it's been six or seven months in the making, maybe even possibly a full year. But for it to not come out of Norman, and especially for it not to come especially, out of Austin, yeah. Because I mean, look the the hitter the history of Texas athletics is littered with. Loudmouths with, uh, you know, like the lost Dodds. Oh, especially with the dick measuring contest that they have with the school further to right. the south. Of I mean, them. they just drive each other insane. It's like a toxic relationship between these two, and it's going to continue now uh, to be toxic because uh, what happened was the SEC was brokering this deal for a long time. So. Like, that's the thing we didn't know. Like, that this goes back six months. And, it's and amazing. there was even one report. I think it was, was it Thamel that said it goes back a year? Uh, Over a year? Thamel, yeah. Well, Thamel, and he also has thrown out the idea that the ACC contacted him at some point. And I'd heard that. And I think I told you guys. And I said that on the board, like, you know, yesterday, at the end of the day, I just kind of blurted out all the stuff that I'd been hearing, uh, which one of the things that I'd heard during the day 
was that the ACC, had, once they caught wind of OU and Texas going to the SEC, they freaked out because they know that now the SEC controls all of college football. They control uh, the best media rights. They control the best games on television. Uh, and if the NCAA gives up oversight, they're going to control the direction of college football. And if, if the SEC, they're going to be so powerful that if they want to split off from the NCAA, everyone will have to join them. So the ACC is looking at like, we, we have to prevent this from happening if we can. And you know they want Notre Dame in their conference. Uh, if they got Oklahoma and Texas, uh, then the power might shift a little bit more to them. Still, the SEC would still be more powerful, but it would be more balanced. Now it's not, the scales are off the charts. Out of, out of whack. Because sure. the SEC is so much more power. I mean, literally, they have 17, or let's see, nine teams right now that are legit blue bloods in their conference. Yes. Nine. The Big Ten or Big Twelve barely had ten teams. <laughs> I mean, you look at and I know Tennessee's down. Sure. But you include them Georgia, Florida, uh, Alabama, Auburn, LSU, Oklahoma, Texas. That's that's eight right there. Who am I leaving out? In the Big Twelve? No, in the SEC. It's currently in the SEC. Of like, blue I mean, blood. that's eight surefire blue bloods right there. Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on what your definition of a blue blood is. I, you know, Dennis Dodd out there saying that Oklahoma be the fifth best program. Yeah, pretty dumb. But, Carrie, this is the one thing that I think that it's not popular to say, and I know that it pains Oklahoma fans to say this when they were back in the Big Twelve and a completely a homer take. The SEC is what you want to be in. I think a little bit of seeing A&M and what they've become over the last couple of years, quote-unquote, become, it, there's a little bit of jealousy there. Like, I think OU fans want to be on that level. They think of themselves fitting in in the SEC among the, uh, you know, the passionate fan bases of that conference. And it's not just a football thing. I'm excited for baseball, softball. Baseball will be great. Golf's going to be great. Now, we can get into it little bit of it later, but you know, Oklahoma needs to make some big strides on the baseball field Facilities. from a facility yeah. standpoint. I think I mean, Kendall Rogers that pointed that out. Every everywhere. I mean yeah. even football could use something. No doubt. Oh, I mean, you know, ninety ninety something thousand kind of small in the SEC. Um here's the thing. Um when you look at this, yes, I I I said this earlier, like I don't think OU fans should be fighting with people on Twitter about this stuff because you just have to let these other teams in the Big 12 vent. Sure. They have to get it out. Like, but in you're, a, I hate to say this. The the anger is completely understandable. OU and Texas, you're the assholes here. You're no, just, they are. You played this card. And, and I'm not saying it was the wrong card to play. I think it is the right. You are. It's about self-preservation. Uh, you're going to make a lot more money. That you You did carry the Big 12 on your backs. You did. And Iowa State, great football team, can go toe-to-toe with anybody, but they're not a great program. They're not carrying this league financially. No, and I you know, I thought Bob brought up a pretty good question yesterday, and it was before the uh, 5 o'clock meeting with the presidents that OU in Texas didn't attend, which was like another one of those just holy shit this moments. Is really this is yeah. really happening. But who is the, the leadership brass of the Big 12 right now? 
I mean, I guess you could have said it was Mike Holder, but he's not there anymore. Not with I think uh, OSU Joe and C Tech and probably feel like they CDC are, the, are the leaders. Yeah. Yeah, I guess there would be a lot that falls on Kirby Hocutt's plate right now. It, it's a shitty situation, but what, like, I, I completely understand the other side of it, too, as far as, like, what was OU supposed to do? They're not supposed to answer the call with, uh, and I guess they initiated the call, but right. they're not supposed to be interested in going to the SEC if that door is open. Like, that would, if that came out, Josie would be literally murdered at the stake. If it if it yeah. came to find out that oh you had an opportunity because to get we all out of know here. Borden didn't want the SEC sure he wanted the Big Ten he sure. wanted the the academic you know he wanted that to raise the academic profile of the university and the SEC didn't do that for him well his you know Borden's idea was always to get OU into the Big Ten right right and you know or I, the Ivy League yeah, well, <laughs> they have enough national merit scholars or they had enough national merit scholars we could probably house the entire ivy league and some of those dorms that are never used yeah, in there yeah but it's it makes a lot of sense and you know i think that andy staples has said this and i think max olson has said this as well i think that there's so much focus right now on the short term there isn't enough focus on this isn't for like the next four or five years it's the next 50 years they're trying to align yeah. themselves in the best conference possible as we get into the years in which we've all kind of fantasized about, whether it be the contracts with TV, whether it be the, uh, you know, anything to do with the next 25 years and the ever-changing landscape of college football and college athletics as, as a whole. It is interesting, uh, you know, the question, why now? Why does that? I mean, the Big 12 wasn't going to go anywhere. Sure. But I, I assume, and that also, you know, the whole thing about ESPN and Fox not wanting to uh, re start negotiations for the next contract, you wonder if that was OU in Texas saying, hey, let's hold off on negotiating. It sounds like that was kind of the first alarm bell for the other members of the Big 12 or the they current members realized of, something was up. of, okay, what? why aren't these the two leaders of the program or the conference, why aren't they signing Pushing off on this? Pushing for this, right. Yeah. And then you add in, you know, Joe Castiglione's continued frustration with 11 a.m. kickoffs. And, you know, when they took his baby, the OU Nebraska series, and threw it at 11 a.m., I don't know that I've ever seen him more pissed off about the television deal. And then that was certainly, it. like, looking back on everything and the way that they handled that, that had to have been the final straw. Yeah. As far as, like, because I think that, like, the move as a whole, and I think Garen Emig pointed this out as well, it's not one thing i don't think it's a i don't even think no. it's probably 10 things i think it's an accum accumulation of you know probably a million things that have led to this moment but i certainly think that tv media rights money is at the center of this because there's all these other offshoots that it helps oklahoma like they never have to battle the SEC thing again. Like, you only had three schools that were recruiting at a really high level sure. outside of the SEC. Clemson, Ohio State, and Oklahoma. Sure. Everybody else that was in that top ten, for the most part, were SEC teams. Georgia, Florida, uh, not Florida, Georgia, Alabama. Um, who am I leaving out? Uh, I mean, hell, even Tennessee was recruiting at a high level. Yeah. They just sucked. But I mean, a and has to be in there, is I guess. up there, yeah. So now in recruiting, you're already recruiting well, but now you don't have anything holding you back from 
competing with an Alabama sure. for the number one overall sure. class. And you should, I mean, oh, Ohio I, State. I, I think the, the reactions that Josh has gotten just within the last, you know, two days yeah. is pretty telling as far as the direction that this, this thing is headed. Like Ohio State's, they're kicking ass. Like they're, they've got it really humming. So I'm super interested to see like what the effect of Oklahoma and Texas or Ohio State's recruiting prowess in the state of Texas or even here in Oklahoma mm-hmm. with like a Chris McClellan. I, I'm super interested to see how that shifts or if it does have, shift. Now you have three choices. Because now you have that, yeah. like, you know, if Chris McClellan and he said, I wanted to go play in the Big Ten for Ohio State or whatever, so like, you don't want to go play in the SEC? Mm-hmm. But then again, who knows when OU's going to get out of the Grand rights, and that's kind of a headache, right? a new headache that we're going to get into. But it's, I think it's safe to say Malachi Nelson will get to play in the SEC. I do too. Oh, I, I think that... If if I had a gun to my head right now, I would say probably twenty twenty three or twenty twenty four is the first year OU plays in the big in the SEC. I don't think that's crazy. No, I'm I'm there with you. I mean, I think twenty twenty two is possible. I mean, here's the thing: you have to hope that the league falls apart, or that you know Oklahoma State and Texas Tech say, you know what, it's best for us just to leave after this year and get started in our new in the Pac twelve or wherever they're going to go. Well, and I, West I, Virginia, I mean, another school. Nobody like if they go to the ACC. They're going to want to get the f*** out of here yeah. immediately. Well, and all the schools that have made the move, whether it be Colorado or A&M or Missouri, Nebraska, hell, even throw Rutgers into the mix. They all only spent one season as a lame duck, right? Like getting less of a rev share? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I know. Or, or no, no, no. Like As far as like staying in the conference, they were only in the conference for one more year after they announced. Like if oh, OU, you, if OU yeah, and Texas, they, they, I, Maryland and Rutgers, I believe had buyouts that they executed. Okay, and I think the it'd be over like 120 million or something for OU and Texas if they wanted to get out individually. What it is is so you're you've signed the grant of rights, and as long as the grant of rights that's granting your media rights to the Big Twelve Conference, so even if you leave the conference. Everything that they would make in the SEC, they would have to give it back to the Big 12 Conference. Sure. So that's the penalty for leaving early. Now, I fully expect either... There's two things that are going to happen. The conference is going to fold, uh, and no one's going to have to you know, be subject to the grant of rights because that, that agreement won't even exist anymore. Or, two, you negotiate a buyout of some sort. And I don't know what those... That depends. Does the SEC foot the bill for that? I mean, Texas probably could do it, but the fact that they're going to give up the Longhorn Network, sure, and thirty million a year, whatever it is. Richard Deitch always million. says something on Twitter that I kind of find amusing, and I think it's a lot. I think a lot of it is true. If ESPN wants something to happen, they always find the money to do it. Yeah. It's kind of like the Peyton Manning thing. Like their uh, Monday Night Football uh, experiment that's going to be going on. If they want something to happen, they're going to be able to find the money for it. And if ESPN wants OU in Texas in the Big 12 or in the SEC by 2022 or 2023, something tells me they'll find a way for that to happen. I'm trying to figure out what this Maryland Terrapins tweet means. They have a car taking a. Exit. Just a little, Texas. just a just a little fun shot at Texas. 
I guess I just don't get it. Anyway. Uh, Basically that they're scared of Maryland, I think is the synopsis. Maryland has done well against Texas lately. Yeah, I think that's the... Okay. I think that's the... The gist. Okay. Uh, so that's the like that's the question. Like when everyone wants to say when's OU getting out, no one can tell you. No. Until this all develops, until we find out what happens to Oklahoma State and Texas Tech and in West Virginia and Kansas. Like those are the teams likely to be picked up by other conferences. To me, sure. And yeah. I just I feel I don't know. I I know that I shouldn't, and I have no like connection back to it, but. I feel terrible for Oklahoma State and Texas Tech. Well, you know what What else we don't know? I feel bad for the fan bases. What if the remaining members of the Big 12 try and stay together? If I'm an Oklahoma State fan, I think that's the best option. Now, they're not going to, like I've seen some people throw out, like, call Arkansas. That's not happening, folks. Yeah, that's... That, like, that's a slap in the face. But almost, that's the type of move you'd have to make in order to stay lucrative. Sure. And, and to keep a media deal that's you don't, what it is now. You don't think a Cincinnati does anything? Or a UCF? Like, what are the four schools? BYU, Houston, Cincinnati? See, I, think, I think the ACC is going after UCF from what I'm starting to hear. And that's probably where West Virginia ends up, right? Maybe. They could add UCF and West Virginia. Because they're not going to the Big Ten. West Virginia's not going to the Big Ten. They don't have the academics no, to get in. No, Big Ten doesn't want West Virginia. But I could see the Big Ten swooping in on, like, a Kansas. Right. And I didn't realize that Iowa State is an AAU program. Are they? Yeah, they're in it. Big research I didn't, yeah, facility? Yeah, I, I didn't know that. Well, that would make sense, then. I didn't, I didn't know that either. I didn't realize that was a possibility. And I could see Iowa... I don't know what the relationship between Iowa and Iowa State is, but I could see them. I don't know. Iowa just seems like such a friendly, friendly state. They're like, yeah, come on. We'll beat your ass anyway. Come throw some hay bales with us. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is like you said, I, I feel kind of like, you know, a pussy a little bit, but yeah, I want to see everybody land on their feet. I right, really do. Right. I want to see good things happen. I want to see them. If the Big 12 doesn't stay together, I want to see everybody find a Power 5 conference that they can land in. It's like... The move had to be made, but at the same time, it's like, but we'll help you move. <laughs> like, I know that we won the lottery. We're moving away, but we'll help you move. We'll, we'll send over some boxes or something. Now, let's go back to uh, this breaking in the middle of SEC media days. And we can't forget that the, the, the quote of the year will probably be, I mean, David Bourne's uh, We're Not Going to Be Wallflowers uh, certainly continues to resonate to this day. I think forever Bob Bowlesby will re be remembered for saying that it's not expansion is not something that keeps him up at night. I think that's why, and I I told Max Olson this this morning. It it's one of the things that's like go back a week when we're in Arlington. It was like the Big Twelve had finally found calm waters. I think everybody Coming felt like COVID. everybody had felt like they navigated COVID. Finally, conference realignment had quieted down, and maybe it was so quiet that that should have been a clue. But it was like the Big 12 has finally found some footing, not only off the field, but on the field. I mean, defenses are starting to play better. It seemed like Oklahoma everybody was... Is, it has a, re, a realistic shot of being a national champion finally for the sure, conference. Sure, like everything had become such a, uh, like a, a fantasy land that it was perfect. Even Big 12 Media Day was like, everybody feels good about the conference. It, yeah. It's like, 
And then to get this bomb, you know, six days later or eight days later, whatever it is, it's shocking. It's almost as shocking as the Bob Stoop stuff, maybe even more so. It might even be bigger scale. I think it's more because I, I was telling people this on the big board chat that we have going on. By the way, uh, we do have a special going on. We're doing the podcast for free right now. I mean, we're not making any money off this. We do it for you. If you like the podcast, uh, go to our website and uh, use the promo go code OU2SEC, the number two, OU2SEC. Uh, sign up and you'll get 60 days for free. That's a great deal. One of the best that you'll find us giving out. Uh, we're having a ton of new signups. So please, if you if you like the pod, if you've ever thought, hmm, I wonder, I wonder what kind of information these guys give out on a daily basis, uh, you'll have full access to our premium message board and you'll be able to find it out. Great tweet by uh, Dave Sittler this morning. In 1984, you joined an SEC school in Georgia to put the NCAA in its place yeah. over football TV, TV rights. rights. Mm -hmm. Now OU will apparently join a bunch of SEC schools to eventually put the NCAA out of business. That is Pretty a great good tweet. tweet. Yeah. No, I did think about Georgia and Oklahoma uh, having the landmark TV deal. That's it's just... I still don't think I'm going to be able to wrap my brain around this. No, but I mean, back to what you said about the Bob Stoops thing, like you, Mr. Golf Course, like you were hearing rumors about that a couple of weeks before. Yeah, and, like... And I was always like, okay, that sounds kooky. Uh, and you you would, you would came back maybe two or three times, you're like, I still keep hearing this. There were people that kept saying that, you know, they would see Bob out at Belmore or whatever, and it was kind of well known that, like, he was getting comfortable in his idea of maybe not coaching anymore. Yeah. And then, you know, we got to the Tulsa Caravan, and... He didn't want to talk about moving into his office and stuff. Uh, and so then what had happened was Dusty, had uh, Dusty Dvorak, had texted me early the morning of saying, hey, have you heard about Bob? Anything weird about Bob? And I, I, I remember I was like, well, you mean like he's going to retire? And he's like, yes. And so then I was like, shit, this might be real. And that's when I called Bob and he well, confirmed and then it to just me. the strangeness of, you know, and we've recapped like, this, this time and time again. this was so out of the blue. Like, I cannot, like, what was, the, what was the first place it came out? I can't even remember. Well, this is like a little, like, behind the scenes thing. Never take naps. I never take naps. <laughs> and I've just been so tired. I, on Wednesday. Yeah, that happens. I took a nap. And I woke up to like oh it was it was Brent Zwerneman. It was the Houston Chronicle yeah. story. And what happened? And what happened was A and M found out at Big Twelve Media Days that OU and Texas were looking to join the league. So that's that they went to Zwerneman and said, "Hey, put this out there." That's that's my thought. I don't know that for sure. Oh no, I think we're way past the point of knowing that A and M was the school that leaked it. No, I'm just it's, saying how it was presented sure. to him. To do, somebody leaked it to it's, him. It's it's not a coincidence that. It was leaked on the day that AM's on the podium. Yeah. And Ross Bjork just happened to be in Hoover that day. Come on. And it was chaos. And I mean, chaos for us. Uh, and it was weird too because Brent, I didn't put two and two together because Brent Zwerneman is not usually a newsbreaker. He's, he's a beat writer, he does a good job. Uh, but like breaking conference news like that or national news like that, sure. Not something he normally does. So it wasn't like I discounted it, but. It didn't dawn on me until it was mentioned to me later on that that day. Like A and M's the one that that ratted this out. Oh yeah, and which you know, I I guess just because I have so much animosity for that school, it's, everybody does. It's it's one of those things. It's like 
with them knowing how it was going to go down, with them knowing the story was going to be out there, the fact that they reacted like they did just makes me question even more, like, why? Well, and here They have to know that they look terrible. Ross Bjork, the athletic director, as you said, he was there uh, in Hoover at, at SEC Media Days. Uh, it immediately became apparent once reporters stuck a mic in front of him, they were pissed. We want to be the only SEC program in the state of Texas. There's a reason why Texas A&M left the Big 12. To be standalone, to have our own identity, and that's our feeling. So, I, I mean, this is ours. You can't have it. You can't, this, is our, this is our court. You can't play here. You know, I do say that I'm surprised that they reacted the way that they did, but I guess in a way, Ross Bjork's just acting upon how he, he wants his yeah, fan base to... Yeah, they're protecting their interests. I, I understand that. I, I, I do. It just, but they went too far when they started planting that Missouri was a no. Sure. And that other people, like, were going to join, making it out like... I mean, look, if Oklahoma has been working on this for six months... I mean, like I said, Thamel's reported a year. Mm-hmm. I think they know if they have the votes or not, or they wouldn't have kept going forward with this. There and, would have been everyone, and it was. And then the great thing today is that it was released that A and M, everyone else but A and M, was told about OU in Texas. Unbelievable! It's 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 basically a reminder of showing where A and M is kind of at in life. They're the they're the they're the kid in school that you just you keep around. They're probably a good guy but you pick on them probably a little bit more than you should. I mean, look, there are people that I work with at the radio station. It's better off for them just not be in meetings yeah. because they're fly-off-the-handle guys. Yeah. And Texas A&M is a fly-off-the-handle guy. Sure. Like, you can't let him get involved in the inner workings of what you're doing. because They would have they they sabotaged it. Yeah. I mean, they just <laughs> live to sabotage things. And I think Greg Sankey knows that. Oh, by the way, Greg Sankey, our commissioner, my commissioner. S-E-C. Feels good. S-E-C. Feels good. S-E-C. Uh, just rolls off the tongue. So, the plan pretty much backfired on Texas A&M, and now they look like a bunch of bitches, which they're used to doing. And it became pretty clear that they were the ones trying to orchestrate... Like, a coup by themselves. Like, that they thought that they could do it. That they thought that they had that much power. It's like Bud Kilmer in the locker room at the end of Varsity Blues. Like, come on, guys! And nobody moves. <laughs> That's a great analogy. I'm going to put. I'm gonna make that into a gif. You, did you see the Step Brothers one? That was yeah, really good. Yeah, that's pretty good, too. Was really I, was, good. I was pissed that I didn't think of that first. Uh, so, like, that's the thing that I was finding out as I was calling around yesterday. Like... As Alabama a, didn't give a shit. Like, okay, th- two more teams. And that was that Tennessee was, didn't give a shit. You know, we're used to having that, really good teams. That's my question, here. and I posed it on Twitter this morning was the fact that like we've heard AM's pissed off about it. But what about the schools that actually matter? Like Alabama and Auburn. It's not even a blip on their radar. Auburn cares. Yeah. I, Auburn doesn't care. I don't know if I can put Auburn in the same sentence as Alabama, but like does Alabama like do Alabama fans look at this as fun? Like Oklahoma fans do. I would literally call people and say Hey, does the school you cover, do you think the admin has any problem with it? And a lot of people were like, I don't know why they wouldn't, you know, I don't, or I don't sure. know why they would. Like, it's just not a big deal to welcome in two programs. And and I wrote the story about it. And I mean, Neil McCready at our old Miss site 
Like, he was the most vocal about it. He's like, what morons would not want OU and Texas in this league? Like, it makes everyone better. It makes the entire league even better than it already is. And it's only going to make negotiations for television contracts that much more valuable. Like, everyone's going to benefit. Yeah. You're not just a you're not just a power five conference. You're a super league. I know that's not the word that you want to use these days. Sure. And you know, I I think that people probably have a pretty good idea about the money that could be uh that Oklahoma and Texas could stand to gain as well as the it's other It's going to be somewhere between 60 and 70 million. SEC schools, but it, I mean, it's astronomical numbers. Yeah. Like what are they're making somewhere in like the last with the third tier rights. 2019, I think the Big 10 was the most with like 48 million per Per team, and then the SEC was like 42 or something like that. Big 12 was like 35. That's amazing. And then OU was, Texas was actually more than that because they're ESPN. Sure. And then OU was more because they're 6, 7 million that they had with Fox Sports. The two things that I found amazing here over the last couple of days, and the, the first thing was the thing that you pointed out as far as the SEC ESPN contract and $3 billion. For, for the CBS for, game of the week. For the CBS game of the One week. One game a week. One game a week. Unbelievable. That contract, more valuable than the entirety of the entire That's Big 12. That's insane to me. Contract, yeah. I mean, that is just so much money. Another example of if ESPN wants something, they can find the money for yeah. it. And the other thing was just the fact that, oh, I had a really good point, and then I forgot. I'll think of it here in a second. I will say this. The one thing, and there's all these benefits of joining the SEC and I brought this up earlier today on, on the radio. OU fans will love this. You no longer have to watch a Texas Longhorn game and question whether or not I remember what I was going to say. Okay, Continue. go ahead, go ahead. Just the third tier right stuff with Oklahoma right. I find fascinating and I don't think that people really I don't really even understand everything about it. But could you just explain like the Basically, third-tier rights are diminishing Okay, here's as a whole here because is, of Fox Sports and because of Bally and all that kind of stuff. Here's the lead with third-tier sports. Everybody is going to love this. They're going to love hearing this. There will be no more pay-per-view. Yeah. Pay-per-view is dead. So the pay-per-view was the cornerstone of OU's third-tier rights, which you know, usually once a year you have a game that doesn't get picked up by your television contract. Uh, your main tier two, tier one and tier two. Like tier one is like ESPN, uh, like gets the first pick of your games every week. Tier two would be like if Fox then gets to pick up what ESPN doesn't. Okay. And then tier three is stuff that no television picks up and it goes like to your radio. Um, but what would happen, like the Longhorn Network would buy out like the Kansas game every year, and that would fall to their Tier 3, and they'd broadcast it. The Longhorn Network was strictly built out of their Tier 3 rights, which isn't just football. It's also yeah, sure. baseball games, uh, basketball games that aren't on the broadcast. But now ESPN Plus puts everything on the broadcast, so everybody's Tier 3 kind of got conglomerated, the rest of the conference, into ESPN Plus. And this is because, basically, you know, long story short, regional networks are dying. Well, what happened was Fox, you know, the deal that OU had for their Tier 3 was basically built around the Fox Sports regional channels like Fox Sports Oklahoma, sure. Fox Sports Southwest. Those all got sold to, to Sinclair. Uh, now, Sinclair's having all kinds of carriage problems, uh, and I doubt 
when this deal runs out, I don't think there'll be a third tier deal to be made for Oklahoma that would pay them the five to seven million that they were making a year. Just off of kind the of talking out loud, what would that do to like the Sooner Sports side of things? Like Sooner Sports, it would make like it their... essentially like you know a a web only type thing, or you know a, okay. A, it, Actually, what would happen probably is their tier three rights would then just fold into the ESPN Plus package. Sure. Okay, and, then and that they'd makes get sense. a cut of whatever ESPN was paying the other conference. Schools, that makes sense. Which is not five to seven million dollars. I don't know what the other schools are getting from that, and it might be nothing at, at first. It might have just been a throw in. I don't know, but the, I mean, I I think that's part of the. You know, someone had contacted me. Uh, inside OU and said, yeah, I think that's a big part of it. I think you're on to something. Mm-hmm. That's third-tier rights or a concern. No, it definitely makes a lot of sense. But, I mean, the SEC's got the SEC network. Uh, by the way, our board, Dari, he's got to be fired up about this. I would think that everybody involved... Like, that was the other thing. I know that A&M's mad about it. And I guess this is completely blinded by maybe the excitement of the moment. I don't know how anybody that is associated with SEC media from ESPN top to bottom wouldn't be excited about adding Oklahoma and Texas as brands. It's so funny. To, it's gonna We're going to see it work both ways where uh, the SEC is now going to not shit on Oklahoma's just being all offense. We're not going to shit on the Oh, you think the there's going to be a narrative change? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I've always said that SEC is the strongest conference in the country. <laughs> Look, I'm the one that's been banging the drum that OU needs to join the SEC ever since Bourne didn't let it happen the first sure. time. I just, I just feel like, and I've always felt like, OU fans need to experience the passion of SEC fans because we see it on bowl trips. Yeah, people that have been on bowl trips have seen it. Uh, you see it on the front, you know, in uh, on Bourbon Street. Sure, uh, every year you, when you go to the Sugar Bowl. It's just different. It hits It hits a little different, as yeah, they does. say. It does. And to be able to go to the Grove and see what that's like at oh, Ole Miss. I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait. Georgia, apparently. Athens, apparently, Athens does be awesome. Huge. Yeah. Well, I, I think every... Uh, every know. every site is bigger and better than anything you've ever seen before. I'm ready to go see Starkville. Yeah, like, I never thought I would say that. It's not a pretty place, but it's it's crazy. Yeah. It's kind of like old Stillwater. We'll have Brandon Walker take us around. Yeah. We're in the same conference as Brandon Walker. I didn't even think about that. SEC colleague, obviously. Yes. Uh, maybe maybe someday a good friend. We'll see. Um, but no, I mean, what I was talking about earlier is another bonus that you didn't realize is now you no longer have to watch the Texas Longhorns play and ask yourself... Is it going to be bad for us if they lose this game? Sure. Like, you can be all in on rooting against the Longhorns, and it's not going to matter. Well, and not to mention that I think that, you know, it's another one of those things, and I think Stuart Mandel wrote a story about this this morning. Too many people are focused on the short term and not the long term as far as, you know, the expansion of the, of the college football playoff. It doesn't matter if you win your conference, or it shouldn't. Is it's it, nice to win your conference, but you also just need to not get your head kicked in. Yeah, and I I think that at the same time though, it's going to be a situation that, like, and like don't take this the wrong way, OU fans. But I think the the OU sector of fans that think that they're going to just walk into the SEC and go 
13 and 0 every year. Let's pump the brakes a you're little. You're going to lose more games. Yeah, than like it, you it, you're joining a conference that it is going to be tougher. That's yeah. that's there's no doubt about that. But the the pros outweigh the cons so much. Yeah, I mean it's not even close. And I mean the great thing about being in the SEC is you can lose two games, and with it being expanded to twelve, as long as you win the right games, you're still going to get in the college football playoff. And you can also look at it like this: if you don't get in the college football playoff. You shouldn't have been in there in the first place because you weren't going to win it. Sure. But as you've noted, I mean, I, I think that you would you would think, and we'll see here over the next two, three, four, five, however long it takes to get in, OU's positioning themselves to be much more competitive in the future than they would have been here over the last couple of years. I just, I, 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 you know, you pointed out something Stuart Mandel wrote about I thought it was you an know. asinine take. I thought it was a take that almost misrepresented what is going on and almost to the point of I need to write something to be different from everybody else. I'm really I'm kind of scared to find out what Josh's take on this when you uh when you apply his bowl game win loss uh thing. I think he goes out the table now. It goes out like the window. It's different. I'd have to say that jo- my guess would be that Josh would say, "You're in the SEC now. You don't need to worry about momentum in recruiting. You're just in the SEC." You're well, for the be longest time, you were always fighting that uphill battle of going head to head with that SEC school. Now you're, why wouldn't you come yeah. here? And I think that you know Josh has kind of put that out there with some of the quotes he put up in the Friday notes on the board on the Crimson Corner, just as far as. You know, there's going to be guys. There will be, I don't I don't know if you could put a number on it, but I'd be willing to say that OU gets one or two guys every year that probably wouldn't have gone to OU if they were in the Big 12, and now it's a no-brainer. But I think the main thing is, and why I wanted to see OU go to the SEC, is because when you see that home schedule come out every year, it's just depressing. Yeah. When you see Baylor and Kansas and TCU... And that's not a hit on these other schools as much as it's just the reality. And maybe it is a hit, but it's just the reality. <laughs> it's a hit for me. It's a reality. Are, are you more excited about... And I love the trips to Lubbock. I love the people of Texas Tech. Yeah. I love Level, all those Going guys. Going to, to Lubbock is, is a really... T- one of the top experiences in the Big 12. you more excited about going to Lubbock or Athens, Georgia? Yeah. Or Columbia, South Carolina? And I know that it, maybe it's just something new with that other side, but it's exciting. Or just going to Gainesville, Florida. I mean, going to the swamp. I'm going to have to get jorts. I'm sure we to go get to Gainesville. You Goodwill or something. Probably got some jorts. Scoop HD series on the places that Aaron Hernandez might have killed somebody. <laughs> uh, this, God, I can only imagine Eddie Unleashed in the SEC what this is going to be I like. I think these, these are my people. This 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 two paragraph thing from Mandel though really kind of pissed me off. Well, I mean, he's saying he's saying Oklahoma didn't need to go to the SEC because they were already they already had their foot in the door in the college football playoff. That's a that sound that's like that's coming from someone that you feel like never played sports. But isn't that also kind of just like a pat on the head? Like, yeah, this is cute. You can win the Big Twelve, but don't dare think about competing in the SEC. Well, this other point was Texas needs this because. They're struggling in Texas the Big 12. Texas needs to win football games regardless of what conference they're if in. If you can't win in the Big 12, you can't win in the SEC. Sure. 
the line about he, he writes, but fellas, you realize you'd be walking into a 16 team snake pit, right? Lincoln Riley may be the most amazing offensive tactician of our time, and he's already got an assembly line of five star quarterbacks lined up for the next five years. But even he is not going to keep turning out annual 12 win seasons in a conference with Nick Saban. No problem with that. Kirby Smart, Ed Orgeron, and Jimbo Fisher? Yeah, no. Prediction. Lincoln Ed Riley's already by, the second best coach in that conference. By the, by the time OU plays its first regular season game in the SEC conference, Ed Orgeron won't be the head coach at LSU. I agree. 100%. I feel pretty confident about that. And, you know, I listen, as much as we rag on Texas A&M, they should be pretty damn good here over the next couple years. Yeah. It obviously is going very well for them. We'll see. It just seemed like such a little pat on the head. I just think he's, he was saying that he just think it's it's a bad tactical move. But don't you think, like, long-term, it's a great tactical move? Yes, because you've lost... How much money would they be leaving on the table if they stayed in the Big 12, everything stayed as Pat, and you're renegotiating with Fox or ESPN? I would imagine millions. Yes. I mean, look... I think Texas and Oklahoma understood the revenues were going to continue to to fall because they could only carry this conference so far. And especially with Texas being down, that's hurt the conference. How unhappy do you think OU was? Just, I guess we will never be able to really truly find out. But for them to go this far... For them to go for a year now and keep it as quiet as they did, I never for a second heard anything. I have no problem admitting that about a move. Like, how how bad was it? It's just kind of unbelievable to me. That, I think that's the question that only Joe can answer. Sure. Like, when did, when, like, who, when you picked up the phone to call whoever, Greg Sankey or CDC or whoever, it's like, what was that conversation even like? And see, those aren't things that, like, Joe is the, not someone that just makes a decision on emotion. Like, no, this is this very is calculated. Well calculated, thought out uh, direction that they wanted to go. And what was Greg Sankey like? He he gets off that phone call. He called like the other ads and like, you'll never believe who I just talked to. I I heard that he like, for some of it, he would travel and just go meet with the presidents and tell them. Just one on one, what That's was going wild? On. Except for College Station, except for College Station, <laughs> it's insane. I mean, can you imagine? He's like, "Look, here's what's going on. We cannot tell Texas A and M about any of this if we want it to work." Yeah, because yeah. That's what he had to do. So I, it's look. I think the thing to reiterate: it is going to happen. Oklahoma will be in the SEC. When it happens, no one can tell you that right now. Uh, next week, Oklahoma and Texas will uh, inform the Big 12 that they will not uh, stay with the conference past the current grant of, of rights and uh, that they are leaving. And then shortly after that, the SEC will probably somewhat informally take a vote. I mean... The only intrigue there is, is Texas A&M still going to vote no? There's a report out. out I want to credit who 
got it out there. It was either Thamel or Ross Dellinger, I believe, that put it out there that as of this morning, the vote would be 13-1, which is somewhat perfect. And I think A&M has, they're going to want to let their fan base know that they voted against it. Regardless, it's yeah, like even a symbolic if, thing even if they point. even if it is fourteen zero, they're going to be like, hey, can we go ahead and tell Texags that it's thirteen <laughs> one, just to get them off my? It was Kirk Bowles that tweeted it out, so we'll okay. see about that. But and I like Kirk, but it. Oh, I don't question Kirk. I mean, no. I just I think he was. I think he was. He got bad info on the, the on the Missouri thing. That's as of thing. as of Friday morning, though, it 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 is funny, and I we talked about this before we started recording, but it's like now that everything's out there. Nobody has a problem like, yeah, by the way, this is what happened here. This is what mm-hmm. happened there. It should be an interesting weekend of just little things being floated out there. People still just like throwing little tidbits out there. Yeah. So, yeah, we're an SEC uh, website now. So it should be interesting. Absolutely incredible. I don't think it's going to really sink in until I guess we're probably making a trip somewhere. But now here's what I, here's the only question left. Does does Joe make conditions of entering the conference uh, make it known to Greg Sankey that horns down cannot be a penalty in the league? I think the uh, Chase Cook kid said it the best for Missouri. Did you see what he said on the podium the other day? I, I think maybe I did, but I forgot. Basically, like, if horns down offends you, you're going to have a tough time in this conference. <laughs> I think, and, and then he followed it up with basically uh, – Something like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be I think he's a senior this year, so uh-huh. he's like, I'm not gonna be playing him, so it doesn't matter to me. But if that's what you're really gonna get mad about, get ready to get on the road oh, God. throughout this conference. Yeah. All right. Um It's exciting though. It's it's it's, it's really exciting. It's I I think we're all still having a hard time wrapping our heads around that this is happening. I think everybody is, but I do think there is a a huge level of excitement on the side. I mean, there's some people that aren't, you know, not everybody's going to agree. It's just the way life works. But I'm telling you, it's this should be a lot of fun. Getting to go new places, getting to, you know, play new teams, getting to play legitimate, you know, ranked teams week in and week out. And it's going to be weird for OU fans to be fawned over if they do play really well in the SEC because there won't be any caveats in terms of, well, you're doing it against these guys, but not these guys. Sure. Which might be the reason why SEC fans seem so annoying from the outside. Oh, I think now that you're in the group, Oklahoma fans can be as annoying as possible. And you should be. Because you're going to have to raise your annoyance levels. Think of Bedlam next year and Boone Pickens. OU fans are going to be chanting SEC. If they if they're winning at the end, they will be. God, there's going to be a lot of SEC chants when they play other teams in the league. It's going to happen. I just, I wonder if Bob Bowlesby will, uh, if he'll, um, I direct officials to throw flags on fans chanting SEC. I I feel kind of bad for Bob Bowlesby. Just as much as I feel bad for Chad Weiberg. Just as bad as I feel for Kirby Hocutt. Bob Bowlesby is the one guy that I don't feel bad for because he did not see this coming, and he should have. He did not do his job, his due diligence, to make sure that his members were happy. 
Like, that's your number one job as the commissioner. But I think that he probably had the same idea as a bunch of us that smooth water, we're in smooth sailing right now. But he's the one that should have seen it. I know, I know. It's his job. Sure, sure. He cost himself his job by not knowing the waters, what they really were. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. It. I'm sure he'll get another job somewhere. Maybe oh, yeah. he'll retire or whatever. But Work in the front office at the SEC. Over Texas. The receptionist. He'll be CDC's receptionist. <laughs> uh, okay. Is this I, a recording? No, it's not a recording. This is Bob. <laughs> Change the batteries. When I welcome you to the uh, SEC offices. I do want to reserve... For any Oklahoma loss, completely use the SEC as a distraction this summer. It's like, well, they were too focused on SEC football. Yep. It's going to be crazy, though. And I, I will say, like, I haven't talked to a lot of people that are connected at Oklahoma State, but I, it's going to take some time for these bridges to be repaired. Here's what's going to piss me off, though. Oklahoma's defense really is dominant like we expect it to be this year. Mm-hmm. It's an SEC. Our SEC fans gonna start taking credit for oh you having a good defense like fingers crossed. Well, they they joined the SEC and all of a sudden they got a defense. Fingers crossed. I think that's the that's the game plan that you have to take. (laughs) Everything that we've bitched and complained about over the last ten years now you embrace. We embrace it now. Absolutely. And we defend. And if anybody asks, you just say. You wouldn't understand. We'll it's be a, in the Big 12, yet we'll be living in the SEC. You wouldn't understand. It's an SEC thing. Sorry. <laughs> and if OU's defense is good, then we just be, you know, you're just really annoying and you just say, that's ACC speed right there. Does Speed D have to rebrand? Somebody asked SEC. me that on Twitter, and I think it's a pretty good point. Speed EC? Or is it. Uh, SE speed. SE speed. I like that. <laughs> okay. Uh, we were just going to go 30, but we ended up uh, going a bit longer. So, uh, look, we wanted to get a pod out there. Again, remind you, we're just doing this for free. Go sign up at Sooner Scoop. Use that promo code OU2SEC. That's the number two. OU2SEC. And get 60 days for free. So, no reason for you not to try it out. Biggest OU uh, online community breaking news, all that. Uh, We'll keep you up to date with all the big stuff going on as we continue through here. Training camp coming up as well. Uh, That's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, name, image, likeness stuff going on. So we'll probably have more to offer you than we've ever had uh, coming up this season, more so than ever. So, uh, Eddie, any last... Any last words? No, I, I just... Any, you want to do one more SEC chant before we It's just a whirlwind of everything that has happened over the last two days. I can't believe that this started Wednesday afternoon and by Friday at, you know, before lunch at 12.15. OU's in the SEC, basically. Like you said, it feels like it's been a, a week. Oh, it's just, it all came together so quickly that I can't imagine, like, I don't think anybody would have ever imagine this happening as quickly no. as it did and you i mean know. after the last time you kind of just didn't trust OU to do it no and i just thought everybody was happy and the other thing about it too is is just the fact that like i didn't i didn't think that i honestly didn't think OU had it in them to pull the trigger like they did they did yeah they did yeah they had it in not just to pull the trigger but to shoot everyone else Blow in the this back shit of the up. head I mean, it was 
I I compared it to uh, when they take uh, um, oh, what's his name, Joe Pesci's character in uh, is it Goodfellas when they tell him he's going to be a made man. They lead him into a room that's empty, and they just shoot him yeah. in the back of the head. I've been rewatching Sopranos, by the way. Pretty good. A lot of people have been doing that lately. I don't know what happened. I just started watching it, and then I got like seven episodes in. And I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna get back to Formula One this weekend. I think. I still, I still haven't watched the last three of Loki, so I got to do that. So, all right, uh, that's gonna do it. We'll be around to let you guys know on SoonerScoop.com uh, any other developments that happen, but. Oh, the other thing, too, like I know that people have said on, you know, asked us on the board, asked us on Twitter, like from a Sooner Scoop standpoint, if we're happy about this, absolutely. Yes. 100%. I mean, that's exactly why I've been wanting OU to join the SEC for the last 10 years. I think we said that, you know, a long time ago, too. It's like, it, what would be the best for business, staying in the Big 12 or going to the SEC? It's obviously going it's and clearly, matching up with yeah. people of like-mindedness. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, and, and people on your level. 100%. A lot of them. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, that'll do it for this little emergency pod. We'll be back again next week uh, with Josh and Bob, the whole crew, uh, for the regular Unofficial 40 podcast. So thanks for listening. Uh, welcome to the SEC. One last time, Eddie. SEC! 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 All right, we'll see you next time right here on the Unofficial 40 Podcast from SoonerScoop.com.